This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. So for this episode of the Christian Circle Podcast, we have Dr. Peter Howard who's done his doctorate from Rome and he is a Mariologist. So he's going to be talking about the rosary as a spiritual weapon. Now, this is a month where we usually do the rosary every day. October is uh, a month that is usually dedicated to Mary along with May. So during this month, we focused on the life of Mary. Last week, we spoke to Dr. Matthew Sakonikis about the discipleship of Mary. And today, Dr. Peter Howard is going to talk about her greatest gift, her weapon, and why the rosary is such a powerful weapon uh, against spiritual warfare. And so this is a, a wonderful episode that if you want to encourage people who are on the fence about the rosary, this would be a great episode. I mean, I'm convinced about the power of the rosary. Peter also hosts his own podcast at 360living.live. So if you want to listen to more of him, you can easily check him out over there. For today, well, let's hear from Peter. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, Peter. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry? Sure. Uh, well, um, as you said, my name's uh, Peter Howard, and uh, my background is in uh, not only theology, but uh, especially in Mariology. And mm-hmm. uh, my doctorate is is in Mariology from Rome, mm-hmm. the Angelicum. And Mary has always been a great passion of mine, not just academically, but in my own personal life, in my family life, in my conversion. And so uh, I've always been praying for ways to be able to use the gifts that God has, has blessed me with, with uh, my theology and Mariology. And it evolved into something that my, my wife and I have worked uh, together on. And one is a business and one is a ministry. And the ministry part was, uh, it's called Heroic Families. And we basically, what we focus on is helping families to discover what their purpose is in life and help them to really live the abundant life that God wants to give them, um, not just spiritually, but also in their physical health and all, and then also um, in living a life of freedom. And, uh, and what I mean by that is just things like, you know, economic freedom, any, any kind of thing that holds us back. We want to be able to help families to, uh, to kind of break free and live and live that abundant life. So that's the ministry part. And then we do a lot with the rosary, which is a, a big a part of our own spirituality as a family. And my, my wife started a, um, a business called Aroma Rosary. You just go to aromarosary.com and you, she creates rosaries where we incorporate the use of essential oils and, and the rosary itself to make the rosary a greater experience of our whole person. Mm-hmm. So we focus on the rosary a lot and we also have a CD that we put together that our family, we, we chant the rosary and it's, it's a Byzantine style. Mm-hmm. So I have five children and they all participate. They all sing different kind of harmonies as we uh, sing the prayers of the rosary. So it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's really a big part of what we want to do is we want to bring the rosary to the heart of every home. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And for people now who we have a very mixed audience. So for people who don't know what is the rosary, tell us what it really is. Sure. Well, the rosary, I mean, it's a, it's a prayer, it's a Catholic prayer, uh, but it was given um, in the form that we have it today, back in the 1200s. 
and, and literally the word rosary simply is a word that means crown of roses. Mm-hmm. And why is the speaking of a crown of roses? Well, because when the early Christians, um, when they were in, in their own prayer life, uh, they didn't have the access to the Bible like we do today. Mm-hmm. And so the priests and bishops would pray um, the Psalms, all 150 Psalms. And when um, the, the 1200, 13th centuries came around, uh, St. Dominic, who was a Dominican friar, mm. uh, he uh, was trying to, com- to combat um, a, what, what we call a heresy, a group of, of, te- of, of individuals who were uh, spreading teaching that was going against uh, the Catholic Church. And, and this group of individuals, they, they were also very militant. So mm. it was... Uh, it was a real struggle for the church and he prayed and prayed and he could not convert them and then one day while he was in penance um, our blessed mother had appeared to him and she gave him what we have as the rosary today she says this is how you will defeat my enemies she says go and preach the rosary and so the rosary was simply you know you have 50 beads on here mm-hmm. um, and each, each uh, set of beads of 10 is, is separated by a large bead. And on the, on the small beads, we pray the prayer of the, the Hail Mary, as many people are familiar with, yeah. even non-Catholics. Yeah. You know? um, and then on the large bead, we pray the Our Father. Well, we have 50 beads, you could say, per rosary. And for a long time, we had three sets of mysteries. So it was 150 prayers are you know 150 hail marys that was like you could say it was like the psalms but now it was using the prayers of the new testament mm-hmm. and so that that became a devotion in the church where every time we are praying 10 hail marys we are meditating on a different mystery of the life of Jesus Christ and so it is a prayer that is meant to um, exercise our mind to exercise our hearts while we pray, but also it uses our body because we're fingering the beads, mm. you know. So, I mean, other religious traditions, you know, even um, in Islam, you know, they have their prayer beads. I don't know exactly what the name is, but you'll see Muslims will yeah, have yeah. their set of prayer beads as well. Mm. And so um, it's something where it allows us to, you know, utilize more of our body while we're praying. But even though this is a Marian prayer, why is it still so Christocentric? You know, it's Christocentric in terms of the Our Father, which was given to us by Christ, and, and all of this is basically scripture. So uh, why do we still call it a Marian prayer? Well, primarily because the prayer, the most dominant prayer of the Rosary is the Hail Mary. Mm. And, and while we are... Um, meditating on the mysteries of Christ, you know, like, like I was explaining, if you if you were to hold a rosary in your hand, you'll see five sections of, of ten beads separated by a large one. And mm-hmm. while we're saying the Hail Mary, we're focusing on a set of a, a different set of mysteries, like the joyful mysteries we have, the sorrowful mysteries, uh, the glorious mysteries, and now the luminous mysteries. So yeah. while we're like, for example, one of the mysteries is the Annunciation, the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, when the angel appeared to Mary and and proclaimed that she was to be the mother of God and that God would become man. And from that moment onward, Mary would be a part of this, you could say, plan of of redemption. Mm 
And so we're as we're meditating on that mystery, we're saying the prayers of of the gospel of St. Luke, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And it's, it's sort of like a background chorus. And the other thing, though, and why it's a, we call it a Marian prayer is because it was a prayer that our Blessed Mother gave the church, as I was saying with St. Dominic, at a time where he was a great preacher. He even founded a, an, um, an order of, of priests mm. and brothers called the Order of Preachers. And not even the most anointed preaching could convert this uh, group of, of heretics. And so she said, preach, preach my rosary. And by doing so, it was, you know, um, it, it becomes a, sort of a weapon that our Blessed Mother uses um, in order to convert um, you know, what we would say the enemies of the church. So, you know, it's, it, you could say we enter into the mystery of Christ through the eyes of Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's really a Marian prayer. And she's in many apparitions that she's appeared, she's called it a weapon, right? And you call it a spiritual weapon. Why is it and how is it a weapon? Sure. Well, I think to help us understand that is we go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And we look at um, when Adam and Eve fell and uh, God was uh, cursing the serpent. And he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. You will snap at her heel and, and she will crush your head pointing to one day there was going to be a new Eve. Mm. And this new Eve was going to be the one who would, you know, who would kind of squash the head of Satan. Yeah. Because, in the, you know, the first Eve got into a dialogue with Satan and then she got deceived and then she committed the first sin and then Adam sinned. And so we, and we've been fighting those effects. But with Mary, when Mary came into the scene, she's the new Eve. And ever since that battle, a spiritual battle has between has been between the woman and the serpent. Why? Because Mary is the one who brings to the world its savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. And so the devil tries so hard to keep Mary out of the picture. And the reverse is true. The more we bring Mary into the picture, what does she do? She's going to clear the way mm. for her son to come in because she's the always the mother of Christ. And so it's a weapon in that we ask Mary to do exactly what God created her to do, and that is to to crush the head of the serpent in, in all of its forms. What are some of the examples of its power? Now, I, I remember you mentioned this, um, especially in uh, context of the atom bomb. And then there are many examples, like people keep uh, talking about the miracles of uh, the rosary. Can you explain some of these? Sure. Well, I think the... Um, the example of the, st- uh, of, uh, the atomic bomb going off, not only in Hiroshima, but also in Nagasaki. There's actually two s- separate stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one in Hiroshima is probably uh, more uh, more astounding in that um, when, we, when the United States dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, you know, we've all seen the pictures of its destruction. And within... A, a flash, yeah. an entire town was vaporized. Well, a story that would later emerge right after was there was a, a Jesuit priory where there was eight German Jesuits. You know, the Germans and the, and the Japanese were on the same side, so the Jesuit priests were allowed to be there. And they had a residence with a chapel 
that was only eight city blocks from ground zero of where that bomb went off. So mm -hmm. it doesn't get any hotter or more destructive than right where they were. And yet, when the dust settled, these eight German Jesuits walked out of their residence. Mm -hmm. Their chapel was obliterated. Um, but they walked out, and they had, with all, you know, all intents and purposes, minor injuries. Uh, they were blown around the residence. Glass was shattered. Uh, but the walls of their place remained, and and they were able to walk away. And then that began a, you know, a period where they had lots of uh, medical testing because then they said, well, you're certainly going to have tons of, of radiation poisoning. Yeah. But when they tested them, they didn't have any. And so um, one of the, the, the leading priests uh, who was, the, he gave most of the witness accounts, his name was Father Hubert Schiffer. Mm -hmm. When he was asked repeatedly, how is it that you survived this? Because there's no explanation for it. And he said very simply and very clearly, he says, in our house, we lived the message of Fatima every day. So we mm -hmm. prayed the Holy Rosary in our home as our Blessed Mother asked us every day. Mm -hmm. And our and our Blessed Mother in her apparitions at Fatima in 1917, mm -hmm. she promised, she said, pray the rosary every day for peace mm -hmm. and then end to the war. And she said that her Immaculate Heart would be our refuge mm -hmm. and the way that would lead us back to God. Well, this is an extremely powerful, tangible promise that, you can, that we can see um, given to these Jesuits who put their trust in her protection. And, you know, to this very day, we see that the power that God has entrusted to his mother is more powerful than anything that we could ever create mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's destructive on this earth. And so that should also give us a hope and not, and, and, um, and remove fear because when we, when we draw close to our blessed mother, this is the promise that she gives us. Mm -hmm. That's one, that's only one example. There mm -hmm. are others as well. Like I said, in Nagasaki, mm -hmm. uh, there was a priory there built by St. Maximilian Colby, mm -hmm. who was a, a Franciscan mm -hmm. priest who also spread the message of Fatima um, to as many people as he could. And they were inspired to build their monastery on uh, on a side of the hill of Nagasaki. That was the only place that was not hit by the blast. Mm -hmm. And so, once again, Our Lady takes care of her own. Mm -hmm. you know. And those are big stories. But there's all, there are many other stories, like even in my own life, mm -hmm. where my father was um, hit by a drunk driver when I was a young boy, mm -hmm. and he was found dead at, a, at, the, at the scene of the accident. And when, as soon as the police came to the, the door of my home and they told my mother, mm -hmm. the one thing my mother told us to do, she mm -hmm. said, she looked at us kids and she just simply said, start praying the rosary. Mm -hmm. And then she left with the police. Mm -hmm. And you know, <laughs> to be honest, we didn't really pray much at all as kids. Mm -hmm. But there was something about what she said and of course, we knew it was very serious. Mm. Where we did, we trusted our mother, and we started praying. And and I'm not exaggerating that. From the moment we started praying, there was miracle after miracle, not mm. only in saving my father because, mm. like I said, he was found dead. Mm. And then the doctors told us at the hospital, go in and say goodbye because he's not going to make it. Mm. And we just kept praying in the little chapel mm. every day. And then it was right before Christmas. They were praying Christmas day. And not only did he survive the accident, mm -hmm. he was left paralyzed. Mm -hmm. It was a very serious uh, injury, mm -hmm. but 
he wasn't supposed to be able to move his arms mm -hmm. because of where his spinal cord was broken. But all of a sudden, one day, he was able to use his hands and start using his arms, and the doctor said there's no explanation for that. Mm -hmm. And we knew the one yeah. thing that we did by his bedside all day, you know, at home, was we just kept praying the rosary, asking our Blessed Mother to pray for him and to obtain um, the grace of, of his life and as much healing as possible. And, you know, it, it's uh, there was no doubt. No doubt in our mind that our Blessed Mother was the one who was behind that. So mm -hmm. there's so many other stories that I have from other friends, mm -hmm. places that I visited where our Blessed Mother has been, where she's appeared, mm -hmm. where, I mean, I could get, I could spend a whole hour on just <laughs> doing that. So, <laughs> but those are just some that, that stand out. Yeah. And it's amazing, right, and the, the, the power at work. Absolutely. I mean, another quick example would be this. John Paul II, yeah. when he was a young man, he was... Uh, when the Nazis were raiding the homes, he was in his um, uh, his apartment complex mm. where his flat was, mm. and when they came storming in, mm. he was he just hid behind one of the sets of stairs, like yeah. near a closet, yeah. and they should have found him. Mm -hmm. He he was not really that hidden, but he sat there and he and all he did was he was praying the rosary, asking our blessed mother to shield him, mm. and they looked everywhere but they literally just walked right past him and they left. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he attributed that, that, uh, the saving of his life yeah. uh, to our blessed mother yeah. even then. So, um, it's remarkable yeah. that this is not, um, a feel good kind of a prayer. Yeah. This is a real, real powerful prayer. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll explain one of the reasons why, because there's mm -hmm. a lot of things I can say about it, but there's, I think one of the big reasons why is when we say the hail Mary, no matter who you are, you know, I mean, some people think it's oh it's just Catholics. Well, of mm -hmm. course we do, but you know Protestants, non you know, other Christians. If you've ever read the Gospel of Luke, you you prayed part of the Hail Mary. Yeah. You know, we you, you said the words of the angel, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit. When we're saying those words, mm -hmm. we're not just saying them like you know like you're reading off a, a script. Mm -hmm. You're saying words that have power, mm -hmm. and when those words were spoken to Mary. 2,000 years ago, mm. the Word became flesh. Yes, God yeah. became man. Yeah. And so when we are saying those words, as many saints have pointed out, we are asking God to bring that same power mm -hmm. that he did when he became, when, when he took on flesh from Mary, that we want that kind of miracle, that kind of power to be made present in our life in the here and now. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so powerful because that was what those words was the greatest act in human history. Mm -hmm. And the more we, we, you could say, engage in those words from our heart, mm -hmm. we're asking God to bring that power into wherever we are, you know, mm -hmm. Idaho, the streets of Calcutta, mm -hmm. um, you know, the middle East, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, it's, so it's, it's real. When you when you look at all of this, how is it important in our everyday life? Now, there are lots of people who complain, and this has been an issue all over, that we don't have the time to do a rosary, so we'll do the Divine Mercy instead. But <laughs> how can you convince people that this is important in our daily life? I mean, I'm already convinced by what you've already said. But how, sure. how do we tell people that this, is, this in your daily life is going to help you? Well... I think we have to understand what something is before we can decide for or against it. A lot of people, 
they don't do it because they don't they really aren't convinced mm-hmm. of what it really is and its power and what it does. There really isn't another prayer in the church other than the, the liturgy itself that we yeah. have that incorporates the entire person. And and I can't, you know, underscore that enough in that, you know, with the rosary we are engaging our minds, our hearts, and our bodies. And one of the greatest crises that we have today is, is you know, terrible thinking. Yeah. You know, the world has just kind of gone mad and yeah. insane. Yeah. And what does St. Paul tell us? You know, Romans 12, 2, he says, Don't, Do not be conformed to this world, but be, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yeah. The rosary, it, what the rosary does is it turns our mind to contemplate and meditate on the mysteries that have changed all of humanity, all of history, the mysteries that give us hope that no matter what's going on in our life, God can work his greatest miracles. God can, you know, he could convert the hardest hearts. And so when it comes to, you know, we don't have time to pray the rosary, it's sort of like saying, I don't have, I don't have 15 minutes a day yeah. to contemplate the, the mysteries of Christ. Yeah. And, and some of the saints, like St. Alphonsus Lavori, mm. he was a great saint, he yeah. said, if we if we contemplated the passion of Jesus for 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. he said from our hearts, he said it would be impossible to commit a mortal sin, a sin that would cut us off from our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's the sorrowful mysteries right there, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's one of these things where people say, "I don't have the time." No, you, it's you don't have the will. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I'll find 15 minutes every day to go on my iPhone and look mm-hmm. up you know, the latest news headlines. Yeah. By the time I go to this site, that site, and another site, it's at least 15 minutes, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's a, everybody, and this is even even those who are, um, who do these, who do studies mm-hmm. throughout the world and for businesses, they say, look, no matter how busy you think your day is, you will always have 15 minutes to allot to something. Yeah. If you, you, but you have to choose what it is. Maybe for some people it's like, well, they want to watch sports or mm-hmm. they, you know, they exercise, but, we all have 15 minutes and it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's one of those things where I don't have the time. I also say, well, you don't have to pray the whole rosary at one time either. Mm, yeah. People think, oh, I have to, once I start, I can't stop now. It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> the point is, 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 you know, in my family, we're very creative. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. in the beginning, my, my wife created a whole new kind of rosary yeah. so that we have the aroma, like the smells of the mysteries, frankincense, myrrh, essential mm-hmm. oils, you know, blended into our rosaries, mm-hmm. um, you know, that engages our senses. But we also, we, you know, we, we sing the rosary, we chant the rosary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we divide the rosary in the morning and in the evening. Like mm-hmm. I'll take my kids, to, some of my kids go to school, mm-hmm. and some are homeschooled. And okay. as we drive into school, we'll pray two decades. Wow. And then before dinner, we finish the rosary as a family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there, there aren't really any requirements other than the, the basic structure of of the rosary and the mysteries. And, mm-hmm. But other than that, be creative. Yeah. And that's where it gets exciting because then you could, you can, you know, maybe you do want to sing it. You want to chant it. Maybe yeah. you want to, sometimes we pray in different languages yeah. just because then we feel like we're a part of the broader, of the, the broader church. Yeah. You know, there's, there's plenty of different ways to do it. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I want to encourage people is, Find a way that engages you more. And mm-hmm. if what we're offering helps, hey, that's great. That's why we make it available. You know, mm-hmm. people use our CD and they, they sing along. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it makes a difference. 
and especially for children because yeah, you know if we don't make it come alive for them yeah. then it is hard yeah. it is especially in the world today they're so distracted with <laughs> iPhones and iPads and computers and screens and movies and it's like you know even in my family we're fighting that every day you know so anyway so yeah. But it's, it, I'm glad you mentioned this because uh, I think uh, teaching our children the rosary is one of the best gifts we can give them for the future to build stronger Catholics and stronger Christians. Absolutely. Um, it, it's great because it's something that, that becomes a part of your day. Mm. You know, it, uh, obviously, as, you know, we're asked to pray always. Yeah. And, uh, and there's different types of prayer. We have our liturgy on Sunday, mm. you know, and that's, that's, a, that's our most intimate encounter with God. Yeah. Outside of the liturgy, the rosary really is kind of the continuation of that. We're yeah. thinking about Christ all day long. We're thinking yeah. about um, his mother. We're thinking about the things that our whole life should should reflect. And it's not like, you know, the rosary isn't so much like a historical drama that we, you know, like, like a journalist, mm-hmm. when I'm meditating on the mystery, I'm not necessarily thinking, okay, here comes the angel Gabriel now. Oh, he's going to talk to Mary. And you're just kind of going through verses. Just choose something. Mm. I think like, before you start praying, spend maybe 30 seconds or a minute and, mm. and just enter into the picture and say, can you imagine being in Mary's shoes yeah. and having this presented to her where literally, as some of the saints have told us, like all of heaven just stopped. They paused to hear what she was going to say because she could have said no like what was going through her mind you know um the 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 level of faith and trust that she had that without waiting a moment she's she said she gave her yes and so you know then the meditation is do i give my yes to god Mm. you know do i whine and complain all the time when god asks something big of me or am i generous with god Am I humble? Do I trust that with God all things are possible? You can't exhaust what goes on in each of these mysteries. And when we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, it's in those moments when you begin to realize, wow, the rosary went by so fast, I don't yeah. even know that. You know, so yeah. it's neat. It, it becomes our life, you know, and then we become what we think. I know this is not part of our list, but if we want people like what, uh, John Paul II was a big champion for, for the rosary and for Mary. If we want to champion her and this, uh, the rosary, the spiritual weapon, how do we convince people um, about this? I mean, when we talk to them, what, what are the resources or the books or things that we need to tell them that convinces them that this is something they should do every day? I think one of the most compelling reasons <laughs> is after all the theological ones and spiritual mm-hmm. ones is Our Lady, our, our, our Blessed Mother, the Mother of our Lord specifically asked us to pray it Mm, and Jesus himself said unless you become like a little child you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven Mm. our first response should be one of childlike trust and once we do that then our blessed mother because we're humble she can then reveal the deeper mysteries and significances of this Mm. but she specifically said Every time she appeared in Fatima on the 13th of every month mm-hmm. from October or May 13th to October 13th, she specifically said, pray the rosary every day for peace mm-hmm. and an end to the war. Mm-hmm. If we want peace in our own hearts, yeah. if we want peace in our families, if we want peace 
in uh, our nations, mm -hmm. if we want peace in the world, peace in the church, and we want an end to the war, yeah. the war in our own hearts, the war in our marriages and our families, yeah. this is the prayer that Mary had. It's so simple that even a little child can grasp it. Mm -hmm. And like I said, what we're saying, those words, that's the word of God has mm -hmm. great power. And what we are filling our mind with is the things that will form us to be the the great saints that the world needs. So, you know, I, I, at that point, I, I don't know what else I could probably say to somebody <laughs> other than, I mean, if they're not Catholic, that's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'd also say Jesus's mother told us to do this. And she's telling us why, because her son is sending her with this. People are crying out saying, yeah. how do you, you know, how do we make sense of this world that's falling apart? Yeah. What's going on in the church? It's like everything's crumbling down. Mm -hmm. And yet there it is. A hundred years ago, our blessed mother, who, you know, she saw all of these things coming. Mm -hmm. She even said, if you don't pray the rosary and turn to me so I could bring you back to my son, she said another war is coming yeah. and it's going to be much worse than the, than the first world war yeah. that was underway. Well, if we don't listen now, what does that mean for, you know, we're on the, you could be on the brink of World War III. Yeah. So the rosary just grounds us. Mm -hmm. it, it kind of, you know, it takes away all of the, the, the distractions and, and also all the, the kinds of things that are false solutions yeah. because it's so easy to think, oh, you know, if we just put this person in power, all that's going to change. Mm -hmm. No, we've been doing that for centuries and it ultimately doesn't change. Yeah. How do we get the world back to God and how do we do it quickly? Mary's made it very clear. And and we and the last thing I'll say on this is look at Mary, look at all the places that she has appeared yeah. throughout history, yeah. especially the last 200 years, yeah. beginning with, let's say, Paris, France, and then um, Lord France, 1858, yeah. you know, Fatima, 1917, um, and other places that are still being investigated. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere else do conversions to Christ happen in such a large scale than they do where she appears. Mm. And the question is, you know, why is that? Because we go to Luke's gospel when Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth and she brings Jesus mm. to, to, to bring, you know, to sanctify John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. Mm. What does Mary say when Elizabeth, you know, has a beautiful, uh, she kind of hails Mary. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. how, how is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Yeah. And Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Yeah. Wherever Mary is, she magnifies the power mm -hmm. of her son. Yeah. And that's why not just Catholics, non-Catholics, non-Christians are discovering Christ in powerful ways because that's what Mary's role is. Mm -hmm. She's a Trojan horse in the spiritual world. Yeah. If she gets in, it's game over. <laughs> the walls of Troy, are, they're coming down, and the kingdom of Christ will start to grow. And we see this time and time and time again. Mm. And and the devil knows this. That's why you know, the, the battle is between the serpent and the woman. Mm. He'll do anything possible to distract us from the, kind of the, the secret that Mary is mm. for all the, the problems that we have. He's so happy if we take a good solution— and make that and, and, and substitute that for the best solution. Mm. You know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Mary's that best solution. Yeah. And so that's our responsibility to be faithful children of Mary 
like St. Maximilian Kolbe, like yeah. John Paul II, yeah. um, who, have, who, who saw it as their whole mission was to literally consecrate the world for Mary, family yeah. by family by family. And the faster we can do that, the faster we're going to experience what Mary said at Fatima, that the triumph of her immaculate heart will come, but it's going to have to come through probably a long winter. And I think yeah. we're beginning to enter into that. Yeah, so the yeah. more Mary is here, the more we have hope, yeah. kind of that dawn before the sun rises, mm -hmm. there's our Blessed Mother. And that's kind of where we're working ourselves now. Yeah. So if people want to uh, find you and even your rosaries online, where do they find you so that they can bring you to their workshops or speak to you at conferences uh, and even sure. get your rosaries? Yes, thank you. Well, uh, the first place, um, if you want to learn more about like, the, the talks that I give, because I've, I've spoken around the United States and in the Philippines, so I'm always open to different countries as well. Mm -hmm. um, you can go to heroicfamilies.com, mm -hmm. heroicfamilies.com, and you, that'll uh, give you some more you know, details about that. More specifically for our rosaries, is you go to aromarosary.com. It's aromarosary.com, all one word. And there you'll find the different kinds of rosaries that are all, they're all handmade um, by our family. They're all exceptional quality. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also, you'll also find the, um, the family rosary chanted CD that my family put together mm -hmm. um, this year to help families have another way to incorporate them you know, in, into the singing. And if you love, if you like to sing, I think you'll really like this. I'm, mm -hmm. Everybody that we have talked to who has tried it out, because I mean, nobody's ever experienced it. Mm -hmm. They've all said that they have been surprisingly um, uh, pleased by how how much the whole family has welcomed it in, especially yeah. the children. Because mm -hmm. by the time you get, you know, five minutes into it, you know how to sing it. Mm -hmm. um, um, those are two places where you can uh, learn you know, and, and, and get access to the rosaries, get access to the CD. The CD is not just a physical one. You could also download it oh, on okay. the same site. Okay. So you could just put it right into your iTunes or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's probably the easiest way. Okay. Um, we also have uh, something that we tied into with the, with the rosaries is we have a whole wellness dimension. Okay. <laughs> People may, well, you know, yeah. they, they talk about like, why do you have essential oils in the rosary? Yeah. And of course, is, is for there's an aroma, yeah. but one of the things that we that essential oils do from a physical level is they actually interact with our bodies in a chemical way. They're just mm -hmm. natural, mm -hmm. and we've used that to actually help us to learn how to pray better. Because mm -hmm. you know, just like um, other chemicals can either relax you or make you go crazy. <laughs> well, when you have essential oils uh, like the ones that we use, they actually can calm they have calming effects emotional effects mm -hmm. and when our children begin we you know we'll rub some onto their hands and you know they'll rub it into their rosaries and it actually can be very calming or even yeah. uplifting mm -hmm. so you can learn more about why we do that if you go to the aromarosary.com site or you can go to aromarosarywellness.com so there's three main sites and I'll okay. summarize with that heroicfamilies.com aromarosary.com okay. and aromarosarywellness.com and I think you'll find the whole package when you go to all those. So okay. Thank you for allowing okay. me to say that. So um, thank you so much for sharing about Mary and talking about the rosary on our podcast because I'll be honest, it's very hard to get people to talk about her and the rosary online. You know, it's it's very, very difficult. So thank you so much for coming to our show and talking to our to our audiences about this. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. I can't stop talking about Mary. So if you ever run out of, of yes. uh, people, you can always give me a ring. It's, it's my passion. So it's my honor. So thank you for inviting me.